with the guys I've coached, he's up there with all of them. You know, I've had a couple of real good ones in that in that way, and Brock's right there with those guys. You see that on his college tape. That's what made him uh, look so good on his tape and play at such a high level, and it hasn't changed here. Now, back to Bet MGM tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Kyle Shanahan on Brock Purdy saying nice things, which is what you say about your quarterbacks. Makes him, makes him feel good about themselves, guys. Just like Robert Sala did about Zach Wilson. That was such a weird quote. Well, we've seen worse from Zach. It's basically what it was. It was like, this wasn't, wasn't his, his worst. worst game. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Which, he's right, by the way. Yeah, it hasn't been. That Zach, wasn't his worst game. Zach Wilson has been far worse. Downs. Unfortunately, yeah. none of them to Brees Hall. Michael Carter, the sequel, stole all of my all my money, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. I, I, there are bad beats. I wanted to be the guy that was like, Hey, BetMGM, uh, any chance I could get my money back? <laughs> but I didn't have a good argument because Brees Hall had played in the game. I know. Just like uh, just like Tyler Hero last week for me, guys. Last Friday. There Worst. goes no, he was No, no he was not my hero. Not my hero, guys. 40-1. to one. Chuck lost by a, Lost by missed. a hook. Uh, we got a 12-10 lead for the Celtics. 15-10 lead now for the Celtics over the Sixers. 11-0 run in the last one minute and 59 there you go. seconds. Boston wow. Celtics are legit, guys. 49ers are in Jacksonville this this weekend. They're three-point favorites. Game. Total's 45 in this. I'm glad to see the 49ers get back out there uh, because, well, you guys know that I, I love this team. I believe in Brock Purdy. I feel the way Kyle Shanahan does. But we are going to need to see at least a little bit more after the last couple of weeks. Evan Giddings jumps on with us. 95-7 the game in San Francisco. Let's just let's start with, I guess, health for this team. Do we know where they are, who's going to be in, and who's going to be out against the Jaguars this weekend? Well, I got one thing that's good for you, one thing that's bad for you. Happy to be on with you. Debo Samuel, full go today at practice. I think he's a big part of this offense that they've been missing. I'm sure we'll get into Brock Purdy. I think he really misses Debo Samuel. Uh, but Kyle Shanahan today said that Trent Williams has an ankle injury that's worse than expected. Oh. So he did not practice and maybe I would, I would lean towards uh, questionable, if not doubtful, for Sunday. But we do know that number 19 is going to be back on the field. Where do you uh, assess the importance of Trent Williams in terms of how this offense functions? Because we've talked about that a lot on this show, which is like Debo obviously very important to the offense, especially for Brock Purdy. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, very important. Brandon Ayuk, very important. But Trent Williams, to me, feels like kind of the, the end-all, be-all for uh, the foundation of how this offense runs. Yeah, I'm with you. Even though it is sometimes difficult to quantify you know, just how important offensive linemen are, for Trent Williams specifically, I think he, along with Debo, kind of have a symbiotic relationship. What I mean, what I mean by that is when the 49ers don't have Trent Williams, they find it difficult to run the football. And when you cannot run the football, you need to be good within or behind five yards of the line of scrimmage. That's where Debo Samuel comes in because he is the king of the act. He is the king of yards after catch for the 49ers. And when you don't have him out there, you need protection from the offensive line. So not having both of them has been pretty damning for the 49ers that you've seen over the last three weeks. So I think for Trent Williams, the ability to run the football more effectively and activate Christian McCaffrey is where his productivity, where his impact comes. Uh, but also, if he's not out there, I do think that having Debo Samuel is a guy that can, whether it's wide receiver screens, quick hitters over the middle, um, I think that activating number 19 is going to be huge for the 49ers. And so even though Trent Williams might not be out there, I don't think he's going to be as glaring of a missing piece when Debo Samuel's on the field. 
Yeah, that's a good point. You got to have one of those guys out there. And would you expect probably Brock Purdy to get rid of the ball pretty quickly in this game? And it's crazy to see San Francisco. If you look at like the PFF rankings, they're 24th offensive line, 19th and pass blocking efficiency this season and only Trent Williams is really grading out well Aaron Banks has struggled a little bit Spencer Buford you know and I know that those rankings don't mean everything but so who do you like in this matchup because I, obviously you um you have to throw the ball on Jacksonville they shut down the run they're able to get after the quarterback do you think San Francisco bounces back and gets the win they're three-point favorites in the game but it's gonna be a tough matchup Jacksonville's playing really good football since a couple losses early on this year yeah, no doubt. And I think that the three-point spread is very telling of just kind of where this game is at. You think, okay, well, the team that is on a three-game losing streak is going on the road playing a 10 a.m. game, but they're favored against a team that's won five in a row is arguably the hottest in the NFL. What the hell is going on with this line? And I think it's because the betters expect, as I do, regression to the mean for both sides. I mean, I know everyone has been up in arms about, oh, this, this three-game losing streak, how can we consider the 49ers a contender? Well, I would point to the fact that three of the last four Super Bowl winners have either had a three-game losing streak or have lost three of four throughout their season. I mean, the 2019 Chiefs were at 1.5 and three as well going into their bye week. So this is a point where I expect the 49ers to correct some things. We just heard that Steve Wilkes is going to be from the booth. Now he's going to be on the sideline as the defense coordinator. Uh, I don't know what kind of impact that has, but it just goes to show that Kyle Shanahan along with this 49ers team, are not satisfied with the way that they've been playing. I also think as far as Brock Purdy is concerned, he's a player that has been humbled over the last three weeks, and because of how damn near perfect he's played through his first 10 or 11 regular season games, we haven't expected that from him. But that, to me, for a 23-year-old, is completely understandable. And so I think he's going to be a lot better in this football game. I think he was a bit emboldened the last, I would say, five or six games with how much he was getting away with. In terms of passing the football, that caught up with him in terms of turnovers over the last three games. I think coming out of the bye week, everything will reset for the 49ers. Meanwhile, I think Jacksonville comes a little bit back down to earth. Not that they're not a damn good football team and not a team that could make a run in the AFC, but I think with the way that the 49ers are trending, I think coming out of the bye week, they regress to the mean in a positive fashion. Meanwhile, Jacksonville does it in the opposite way. Yeah, Evan, as much as uh, Brock Purdy is obviously important to this offense and to this team as any starting quarterback is in the NFL, let's be honest, it, it runs through Christian McCaffrey and what he's able to do for the 49ers. Uh, do you see him keeping up with this amount, like just the amount of carries, the usage that we've gotten throughout the year? Or could there be a situation where Kyle Shanahan decides, let's kind of scale this back a little bit so he stays healthy and we're ready for the playoffs? As much as I have, have been a huge proponent of trying to kind of load manage Christian McCaffrey throughout the regular season, I, I do not think that Kyle Shanahan is going to do that. He's a guy that in, in both good as well as bad ways will run the ball into the ground as well as some of his players. And we've seen that in the past with the amount of injuries that have befallen the 49ers at the running back position. And before McCaffrey got there, I think they had five different leading rushers over the last five seasons under Kyle Shanahan. So they have a revolving door that has now been shut by McCaffrey. But I, th I think they need him in this football game. I think Brock Purdy needs Christian McCaffrey in this football game. And as much as we like to make note of how Brock Purdy had never lost a regular season game entering the Cleveland matchup three weeks ago, well, the 49ers also hadn't lost a regular season game with Christian McCaffrey as the starting running back. So I, I think that he is a massive piece of this offense. And for Kyle Shanahan, he's just going to lean on him until he can't anymore. And so that's where my biggest concern is with the oblique injury, with the rib injury. How long can Christian McCaffrey keep this up? That's, I think, how far the 49ers can go, not just in the regular season, but all in the postseason as well. 
In terms of players, we know that the Jags allow a lot of yards in the middle of the field. That's where they're most gettable. Given the fact that Debo is just kind of coming back, do you think targeting George Kittle props makes more sense than Debo? That is interesting, yeah, because George Kittle has had some huge gains in recent weeks, even though the you know, the, the losses have been piling up for the 49ers. He's been a guy that has absolutely emerged and, you know, 150 yards against the Cincinnati defense that have been playing pretty well. Um, that is interesting. I, I, I do think that Debo to me is a play as far as receptions in this game, uh, but Kittle, the yardage, when the 49ers have been good this year, Kittle has not really been involved too much in the passing game outside of Dallas. So I would personally lean in under in the Kittle category. I think Debo's the guy that they try and get back and activate him early in this football game. Um, but, I, but I might think about with the way that Kittle's been open in the red zone, uh, potential anytime score. But as far as total yards, I would lean under uh, for George Kittle. Even with uh, three straight losses for San Francisco, for me, it's them and it's Philadelphia in the NFC. Maybe Dallas if they ever figure out how to win big games. But I don't. <laughs> That'll trust, never happen. Yeah, I don't trust. Never going to happen. To do that though, uh, he hasn't proven that he could do that really since the one Super Bowl run that you know Aaron Rodgers carried him to. But so when you look at the defense, it's almost a perfect defense with the pass rush, and now you get Chase Young. I know he doesn't rack up the sack numbers, but he's finally healthy. You have Fred Warner in the middle. Obviously, you worry a little bit about the secondary. Do you think if you know the San Francisco 49ers don't get to the Super Bowl, don't end up winning the Super Bowl this year, that is the issue? Is that your biggest concern for the defense, just the corners and the safety play right now? Yeah, and I think it all comes back to the defensive line because they didn't choose to add depth secondary position in the draft and the in the pardon me at the trade deadline. So yeah. everything is about this defensive line. And the one thing they haven't done in the last three weeks compared to the first five is number one, stop the run. Number two, get to the quarterback. Javon Hargrave has been a relative ghost the last three weeks. Nick Bosa, even though the pressure numbers are high, hasn't really put his hands on a quarterback all that much. And so adding Chase Young, I think, is, is the perfect injection for this defensive line that if you want to argue shouldn't need that kind of injection, I'll absolutely hear it. But for whatever reason, if you want to blame the coordinator, if you want to blame Nick Bosa missing training camp, getting a big payday, whatever you want to blame, they have not gotten the job done. And so I think that the direction for this defense is internal. And if they look inward and find a way to extract the kind of talent that they have, which last year was number one, number two ranked all across the board, I think this defense is going to be absolutely fine. So Chase Young is a great addition for this team. I think he's going to help them mostly in the run, and especially against the Jacksonville team that we talk about McCaffrey and how you know great he is and how much they use him for San Francisco. Well, Travis Etienne has got just about as many touches this season on the Jacksonville side. So if they can try and limit him, if they can stop Travis Etienne, I think they'll find themselves in more advantageous pass rushing positions, places that they have not been during this three-game losing streak. Talking to Evan Giddings, BetMGM tonight. Uh, looking at the rest of the division here and just thinking of like what I've seen from Seattle the last couple of weeks and you know mm -hmm. the Rams now, I guess it's maybe Carson Wentz starting if Matt Stafford's not ready, which as somebody that's a Commanders fan, I can tell you though you don't want that, although everybody else that's seen Carson Wentz probably knows the same thing. We know what the Cardinals are doing. Does this feel like now that as long as San Francisco is healthy that that NFC West is clearly theirs to win? I just feel like Seattle is clearly going in the wrong direction and that was the only team that felt like the real competition for them there. 
Yeah, I'm 100% with you. And I know that point differential is not indicative of everything, uh, but Seattle has a negative point differential mm-hmm. right now. They're, they're at minus four, and they're still in first place or tied for first in the division. Um, I, I don't look at Seattle as fraudulent, say, the way a lot of people looked at last year's Minnesota Vikings. I think they're, they're good. But I just don't see how they stack up across the board with a team like San Francisco. And I think in a couple of weeks we'll remember why the goal for San Francisco at the beginning of this season was not in division, was not even in the conference, but was the Super Bowl. And I know the last three weeks have kind of thrown us off that beaten path, and now they're in a dogfight with the Seahawks. But with two games in three weeks upcoming against Seattle uh, beginning on Thanksgiving – I think I know you can't overlook this game this weekend. It's going to be tough. But I think by the time that the calendar turns to December, we're start, we're going to start to look at the NFC West as being San Francisco's. And then the question is, have they made up enough ground to get into the conversation for the one seed along with Philadelphia, who's looked unbeatable as of late? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other thing. So, are you? Um, if something were to happen with Brock Purdy, are you a believer in Sam Darnold? I know this is a weird question, but I just kind of wanted to see Sam Darnold get a shot. Not that I wanted to see Brock Purdy not, but, I mean, you got to see him a little bit in the preseason. You know, do you think he could run this offense Um, just because you're around the team a little bit more than I am? Sure, sure. Look, I think that's a question a lot of people have, and and it's a fair one, honestly, because Kyle Shanahan has extracted just about the best out of every single quarterback. You know, whether they've been great, whether they've been terrible, he's gotten the best out of them. And I think the same could be said for Sam Darnold. I personally do not want to see that because I'm a a believer that if Sam Darnold is the QB1 for this team, the season has gone horribly wrong. Uh, But as far as Brock Purdy is concerned, what I'm most interested to see this week and in the coming weeks is Kyle Shanahan has had a bit of a trend of once he's gotten the best out of his quarterbacks, that's been it. We have seen the peak of Jimmy Garoppolo, and once he started to go downhill, he rolled like a boulder. Uh, you know, you can make an argument that Trey Lance was a better quarterback when he was drafted than when he was traded to the Dallas Cowboys, so on and so forth, going back to Mullins and, and the Bethards. So for me, is this the best we've seen from Brock, Brock Purdy? If so, that's a problem. But if we see him bounce back in a way that I believe he can, I believe he can play better than he has the last three weeks. I'm not saying he's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback at this point in his young career, but if he bucks the trend of Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks, I do think San Francisco is a contender, not only for the NFC, but of course the Super Bowl. Um, but I, I don't think that necessarily involves Sam Darnold. So as much as I'd love to see that kind of experiment play out, I think it means bad news bears for San Francisco. All right, Evan Giddings, 95-7 the game in San Francisco. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks, man. Of course. God, I would hate to think that like that's the best of Brock Purdy. I'm just saying, guys. I, mm. The story. If the story dips, if something does happen, it. though, I like you know what I mean. There's not many options in the NFC. Because like they you put said, all you, their mm, chips in, you on can't that. really trust the Cowboys still, even with that defense. Truth. And I like Dak. I just don't like McCarthy. I I, I like McCarthy the person. He's like your gym teacher. He's okay. You know what I mean? He's like he, he's like a total. Wait, 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 like, wait. After all of the 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 like standing on a table for him at the beginning of the year. I don't like Sean is my whole point. Okay, well, that's fair. But you've spent a lot of time defending Mike McCarthy. Only when I want to use it against Sean Well, that's fair. Only when it fits my narrative. (laughs) Now, when it's time... Now, you know, four (laughs) days removed from him costing me a couple units.
Well, a couple trips to Bermuda, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you. By the way, Drew Holiday strapping Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey only two points tonight. I was I was caught there. I was I was like a deer in headlights. Rutgers is now only a one and a half point dog against Iowa. I have Rutgers plus three. Oh boy, Iowa's gonna That's lose good. to Rutgers at the crib in the Iowa crib. City. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. Can we trust Utah on the road this weekend against Washington? It's Pet MGM tonight.